Welcome to the Shep and Has Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm your host today. And on today's episode, we are continuing the fun fest that has been for the past couple days. <laughs> we have Pastor Zach, Joshua Ilshire, Will Ruark in the room with me. And we have been kind of going over the podcast of its uh, as we're concluding our first year of 2023 we got a bunch of episodes in uh first day if you didn't listen to that one go back to wednesday's episode and you can hear some of the stats about the uh the podcast and how it came about that the four of us are sitting here and talking about this and then uh yesterday we started doing some honorable mentions of uh some of the podcast episodes that we really enjoyed and then we started to unveil will's top five list and um we did do number five but um just for those that haven't heard it um i'll let you just announce it again countdown five four My number five would be design outreach uh, with Greg Bixler. Nice. Very nice. Well done. All right. Thank you. So uh, if you want to hear the discussion on that, go back to yesterday's. And now we're going to move on to number four. So, of course, that means I hit it. Countdown. My number four would be the Youth NYC. Um I can just start talking about a lot of things, but I could just say this. Um, I've never went to a NYC in my life. Um, I, I wish I did. I decided to do soccer my senior year of high school instead of going to NYC, which thinking about it now was probably not the best decision. But I, I, I had fun time there. I don't know if I, if I would switch my experience, but I have never went to a youth NYC in my life. But listening to the youth talk about their experience was when I first saw the episode, I was ready for an episode where it was just Joey and Brian just talking the whole time. And, you know, I'm not saying like youth like to talk. They, they talk a lot. I've listened to most of oh, them. Oh yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a couple episodes. It wasn't just one. It was, no. it was, a, it, was it was a three, three episodes, it was three. And there was editing involved. <laughs> <laughs> so they like to talk. Yeah. They, they and did. they like to share though. I mean, let's, let's, yeah. let's yes, with that, remember we discussed it. that. I did share. I say that it was actually really good experience listening to each of them and their favorite parts. Uh, and then it also made me think like, I am sure all of us have done this where we go and think about our past youth experiences mm-hmm. and wish on having that experience now. But I, I was thinking on the way here was we can't have that because then there would be no new youth. And they, that experience, what I had back then, is going to be different now. And I, I, I actually like that because God works in many ways. God works in this generation, the next generation. Mm-hmm. And we always worry, and I can say this, we always worry that there's never going to – it was going to – I've worried before. It's going to stop. Like you always have that like, is the next generation going to going to learn about Jesus? Is there going to be like a stoppage? Is the world going to change? 
And listening to them talk about NYC changed like what I thought. Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't have to worry as much mm-hmm. knowing that like there is going to be another generation after me, and that after them there's going to be another generation that they do differently, or they go somewhere else, or they do this. But I don't have to worry that there's never going to be not a generation. And there's many stuff out there that they don't do anymore, but it's still a thing. Like there is still a generation after me and after them. And it's just like that. Ex- I don't know. It excited me that I could hear them talk about. And and I, I'll just say this brief phrase. Like the church I was with before was uh, Raynaz Reynoldsburg before I came here. And my experience in that youth group is not the same that I've heard with them. And it's just, I'm not saying that there's now, which I don't know if they even have one, which is, it's kind of scary to me because, like I said, you always have that that mindset of, is there going to be another one after me? And you're so afraid that it's going to stop after you, that there's no one going to be wanting to come to this or this church. But like I said, I, I'm, try, I'm not going to try to rebel on, but there's, well, just, there's I think just... what I think what happens, and it's actually a good thing, I think the the Holy Spirit puts a fire in us so that we have the imperative of what our generation needs to do. And so we think because we have that fire, we, we wonder does, okay, so is this next generation going to have this same fire? And yeah, there is a little bit of a trust issue there. It's like you start to understand it's not you pushing this quote unquote agenda. It's not you trying to um, forward an organization. This is the Lord building his kingdom. And it goes all the way back when, you know, Jesus is speaking to Peter and says, I, on this rock, I will build my church. And it was always Jesus building the church. It wasn't us building the church. Sometimes we get that a little messed up in our head, and we think that that's our job, and it's not. It's the Holy Spirit's job, and uh, oftentimes the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do things, and Mm -hmm. we need to do those things. But we can also trust that the Holy Spirit is not just working through us, but he's working through every believer. And so I think there's um, definitely encouragement there. And definitely, I, I saw the same thing. I, I was there. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they, they do have that fire. Yeah. And it's really encouraging so to see I, that. I, I was going to say, I, th- I think for me, what was in, even not even encouraging, challenging, challenging is like as um, a member of the of the church, big, big church, any church, um, there is a responsibility that we, we do have to help fan that flame. Um, Mm -hmm. not just for them, but for, for each other. Um, and and so like what I took out of that episode was not necessarily tied to their experience that they were sharing, but more about what, what, what are we doing as a church to encourage that flame to continue to grow. Um, and and there's a lot of responsibility to, to do that. Um, and it was just a, like I said, it was just a challenge, Mm -hmm. um, 
based off of their experience there, there is a response that we should be taking. 100%. I think one thing that I've been really taking away, so like I did youth ministry full-time for a few years of my ministerial career, and um, one of the things that I hear a lot of youth pastors and pastors are, they're getting discouraged about is, you know, this, the world's in such a dark place, right? You know, like these kids are going through things that we never would have dreamt of dealing with. And it's easy to get hung up on that and, and the discouragement of that. But mm-hmm. for me, and I, I'm an eternal optimist, but one thing that like really has been encouraging me watching these young people get so on fire is that they are just as on fire, if not way more on fire than we were when we were that age, right? Because they're still just as passionate. They're still just as fighting, but they're, they're facing way more than we had to, right? And so they're, they're facing way more opposition, but still just as on fire. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that's so encouraging because it would be easy to fall into that, right? You know, sure. it'd be easy to just be like, oh, well, I can go do this because my friends are doing this and they, they look at church this way or that way. But they're so on fire that in the face of even more opposition than stuff that we never even dreamt of when we were that age, they're still like, nope, I love my Jesus and I want my friends to know Jesus. And that like that gets me excited right. about the next generation because they're they're going to fight with everything they have, if not way harder than we did when we were their age. And so that that gets me pumped about this generation and hearing that episode in particular is like this wasn't just an event for them. Like this was a life changing yeah. spirit filling opportunity for them to go and be world changers. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh Will, I think consensus is you've had pretty strong choices for number five and number four. So this church countdown. Uh, my number three, uh, maybe, <laughs> my number three is going to be the only one that's from a Sunday church is uh, the Dead Church. Um, it was the church series where, um, yeah, uh, Rob, I think seven, a few other, seven, seven series, yeah, the, seven yeah. churches. Um, that he talked about the seven churches in what was it? Ephesians? Revelation. 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 Yeah, he was in Ephesians for a lot of 2023, <laughs> Sorry, but that one was <laughs> that one was out of Revelation. <laughs> Um, but that one actually stuck stuck out to me. With any other service, I, I, I do listen to, but that one really stuck out to me um, in the podcast. How he talked about it, um, just some main points. He, um, he talked about this church, and I, there was other churches that he talked about that had they they had good things and bad things. How God mm-hmm. said you did this good, but you're also doing this bad, and this. Mm-hmm. And, Quite the opposite, but this is the only church. I'm not saying the maybe am I right? Is the only church that he talks about that he did not say anything good or bad about. And that's what the the meaning of dead church, oh, like yeah. like how he said like Rob was explaining like I think where you're going with this is he had said that um, because they were just stagnant, yeah. it wasn't a target for the devil essentially. Yeah, it, so it just they're they're they're. But they didn't do anything good for praise, and they also didn't do anything bad to get, I don't want to say fixed, but you know what I mean. Like, God telling them, like, you need to do this. Um, but how it hit me is just like, 
us today. Like, there's not pointing people out, but there's people out there who literally are spiritually dead. They come to church, they do their ten percent, and they're done, and that's it for the week. I'm trying or my even best, the Will. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I, I, and I, I could be truthfully, I, I've done that, and uh-huh. there's, there's certain parts of my life where I can I can look back where I just literally all I did was go to church, go home, go to church, go home, maybe go to these other things to make myself feel better. But in, in the end, it's just like if I'm not how Pastor Rob said, if I'm not purposely fighting against Satan and all the evil things in the world, I'm dead. And like, I'm not I'm not making God's church bigger. I'm not doing what spiritually I'm supposed to be doing. It's the the phrase works it works and the verse works without f- uh, faith means nothing. Yeah. And faith I think without works it, also right. means nothing. So yeah. uh, so I would I mean I'm not disagreeing with you. I like your choice. Um I would say from the seven series, if we were looking at that series as a whole I think my favorite in that series was probably Laodicea um, because, uh, well, I mean, it's not that I don't normally learn things, but I felt like I learned more things on that. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I felt like I learned a lot on that one is I will remember now forever, I'm sure, the whole conversation about how Laodicea was getting cold water from one source and was getting hot water from another source. And by, yeah. and by time it got to the city, it was lukewarm from both places. Yeah. And that, uh, that just meant that nobody was, it was just horrible. Uh, whether it was cold water that got warm or, or hot water that got down to warm. And uh, so that one in that particular series probably stuck out a little more to me. Although I'm not going to disagree with your, your sorry's choice. Well, I, I liked I liked Will's pick on this one for All this right. series, and uh, because well, because I mean, it's just there's there's like a call that there's a very clear call to action, and kind of just going based off of you know what we were just talking about with the youth. Like I, I'm very much like an action driven person so like mm-hmm. and, and and with our new mission statement like what are our next steps or what what should you be doing uh and in this episode uh the call to action it's not it's not a specific step but what is being portrayed what what we're what we're what the end goal is is actually kind of surprising and it doesn't sound like it's good but it is and that is our church should be a target for the devil. Mm-hmm. Like we, we should be on the radar, uh, bringing light into the darkest places. Sure. That, um, the devil's going to want to fight us. Yeah. If, if the devil's not fighting you, you're probably not something that's, he's worried about. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick little break, and then when we come back, you're going to unveil number two and number one. We'll see how it goes. Well, hey, Shepherd Church, we hope that you will join us in the new year. The 21 days of prayer are coming, and we're going to start on January 1st. 
This time we're going to be going through a book called The 21 Most Effective Prayers in the Bible, written by Dave Early. We'd love for you to get a copy, and you can do so in the lobby, or you can go to shepnaz.org slash resources, or you can scan the QR code on the screen uh, to get your copy. It's only $10. We want you to have the ability to follow along with those 21 prayers in the Bible. And you can also check out our conversation with Dave um, on the podcast, and we'd love for you to see what God's going to do. We hope that you join us in the 21 days of prayer in 2024. All right. Uh, we are back, and we are all in the bus with Will as we're traveling down the top five <laughs> episodes of 2023, and um, he has given us five he gave that one to us yesterday. And then we just talked about four and three. So here we go, brother. Church countdown. Uh, so my number two is going to be the I, my ID, my identity series. Um, we they did that in the summer. I think it was from June to August. And it was there was an episode at least once a week. Maybe there's more. Uh, depends how much uh, Joe could bring out. But you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite out of that series. I like the whole series. I like just how. To clarify, what he's talking about is we had a series of devotionals called "My Identity in Christ," and so uh, different pastoral staff and auxiliary staff that yeah. gave different devotionals on my identity Christ. And so the one you picked was justified. And, and who gave us that one? Uh, that'd be Zach. What? That man over there. I mean, he is, I'm not going to, I'm sorry, guys. He is my favorite pastor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let your yes be yes. Get out of here, man. That stands. is on, that's on the podcast, so it's forever on here. <laughs> yes. There are hundreds of thousands of people who watch this. His I mom to told him to behave himself. Yeah, I, did, I, I did. do think I saw money exchange <laughs> from your uh, checks in the mail. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, this one, this one was my favorite. <laughs> Uh, the way Zach, I, I love Zach because he's always he's the quirkiest of people. And him on, on a podcast, it's just oh, it's see, fun. It's going downhill now. It's Zach. fun. It's fun to listen. I'm to. listening about. And I love I love listening to how you how enthusiastic every time you're on here and how who you talk to just always made me excited to listen to. I'm not saying everybody else doesn't make me excited, but I'm just saying just the way you. And, the way you interact with other people and how you talk to people make me his gregarious really passion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I call it ADD, but you can call it what you want. <laughs> so we're all in the boat. <laughs> um, so the justified one is uh, to, uh, to abbreviate. Uh, Zach was saying in this one that we are justified through Jesus, not through what our works are, not through anything else. We are justified. And we can tell ourselves that we're not justified because we do these sins or we do everything else. But, we, like, at the end, we do ask for forgiveness, but even that forgiveness does not make us not justified. We will always be justified through the Christ and through the Jesus. And that's what really, like, hit me the most was just, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a perfect person, and I will always act like I'm a perfect person, like a perfect singer on stage, but... <laughs> well, we we know you are that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But 
in the, in the end, it's just like, I know my wrongs. I know my, what I do. And it just like every day, it's just like how it eats at you. And you just have to remember it. Like these, when I listen to these, this was way after <laughs> summer. So listening to these at work and on my way to work, it was just like every time it would hit me and just like, it would make me feel like this is me. This is what God mm-hmm. made me. This is not, this is not some other device. This is not some other person. This is not Satan. This is not, no offense, my mom and dad. This is God, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what God made me. This is who I am. I might be a quirky person, might be this kind of person. I might make people laugh. I might not make people laugh, all right? I might have a voice, or I'm good at tech, or I'm good at engineering, and how we we, we talked about that, but just like, this, the series itself would just made me change how I looked at myself and how God looks at me mm-hmm. and how I cannot let other people, well, not just other people, I just cannot let myself change what God has made me into, like justified. So, well, and this is how blessings come full circle because, like, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that the message touched you that way and has made an impact on you. And hopefully there's others that have listened that have made an impact on them as well. But I'm quite sure Zach can speak to this, but when you're like, ask, Hey, can you share something? And so you put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard and you say, okay, what do you want me to share God? And then it just goes out into the ether and you hope like, Will it land somewhere? And then when you eventually hear something back, what what an encouragement that is also. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I look at this, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's easy for me, but I will say it's easy for me because there's a lot of Christians who have used, grown up in the church and they were born on the front pew and they've never done anything crazy in their life and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, I unfortunately didn't have that story, that testimony, right? I made a lot of stupid decisions and I did a million things I regret. And so when God got a hold of my heart, there was a season of my life where I was ashamed to even like after I'd been forgiven, right? I was ashamed to tell people like what I had done. You know, I'm in church and I'm, you know, at this point I'm sober and I'm, you know, part of the worship band. And people were like, Zach, share your testimony. I was like, <laughs> like you don't want to know the things I've done because I put my identity in the things that I had done. And, and I felt like I was constantly chasing that. Like I got to earn this, right? I got to, I got to figure out how to pay God for all the stupid things I had done. And, and it took a long time. And I remember talking to a mentor of mine one time and I'm like, there's people, people keep asking me, like people keep asking me. And he goes, that's not you anymore though. He's like, when you ask for forgiveness, and we talk about this justification thing, right? And the, the Josh reminded me of this, this analogy I, we saw at a conference we went to. It's like, I, there's nothing I could do to earn that. Nothing. There's nothing I could do. But he used this analogy of a piece of white paper, and he pulled out like a brand new, crisp piece of white paper, and he crumbled it up, and he ripped it. And he was like, in our own strength, we're trying everything we can to make this back to what it used to be. And and that's not what God does. He's not like, let me iron out your wrinkles. <laughs> he's, he's not saying like, right. let me fix your cracks and your rips. He goes, no, I'm taking that away. That's gone. Like I'm crumbling that up and I'm throwing it in the trash. 
Like somebody once told me, he's like, you take he takes your sins and throws them into the sea of forgetfulness and puts up a no fishing sign. <laughs> he's like, we're not here to dig that back up. He said, but here's, and he pulled out a brand new piece of paper. He said, this is you now. It's like, I've given you new life. I've given you a fresh start. Like you have a new life. You're a new creation in me. And there's no amount of work or things you could do to earn that. It's like, but this is you. And to remember that, like God loves us enough to do that, despite of any garbage we've done. I've done stuff that, <laughs> like, I don't even tell my mom and dad about still because I'm so ashamed of the things I've done. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't hold that against me. No, He's like, no, dude, you're you're a new thing, and I want you to tell people about this new thing. I'll, I'll take your analogy just one step farther. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He hands us a new sheet of paper, but He's holding a ream of paper. Yeah. Because his mercies are new every day, every morning, baby. and yep. so it's it's every not morning. it's not as mm-hmm. though he hands you this. Okay, now don't screw up this piece yeah. of don't paper. wrinkle this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, because right. otherwise we're, we're going to wrinkle. It, yeah, right? we're still in the same trap we were before, yep. and we understand that no, he's just constantly mm-hmm. passing out new paper yep. and um, giving us that time all over again. All right, so. Yep. Uh, where are we now? We've we've done number two. We are Ooh. down to it. Uh, I I really gave it my best effort on this. Uh, let me <laughs> let me clear my throat and here we go. Church countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. So my number one is it's gonna be a weird one. <laughs> I like how you just come right out of that. And so my number one. Listen, I'm trying to be no professional. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional here. All right, it's my first. Yeah, time, I mean, he right? was right on cue. He was. One of us. He right was. All right, but now I've made you wait a little bit longer. So here it is, the number one. My number one, and it's gonna be a weird one. It's I, I just this is my favorite. Uh, it's Find Your Fingerprints by Dr. Sam Barber. Um, it's the one where he talked to um, S SEO congregation for the district district assembly, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, I've never heard Doctor Sam Barber speak. Um, I just say this. Really? I, no, I've never heard him speak. Because um, I didn't know he existed until he like showed up for his pictures in the hallway. Well, yeah. I mean, you, we'll take you down we the can FLC. always Sam was the former pastor of Shepherd <laughs> okay, before Ross. But Will was not here. Yeah, Will was not here for this. Yeah. So. Okay. But his picture is in the hallway. You <laughs> Neither it. was I. It's right. cool. Right. <laughs> so um, let's, I mean, to start off, like, I've, to be truthful here, I've never heard a superintendent talk to a congregation like he talked to a congregation. And I'm not dissing on any other superintendent. Please do not say that I'm dissing on any other superintendent, but I just... Send all your emails to... <laughs> Shipnaz.com. No, 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 no. Uh, CW. Um, I don't know his email, but... <laughs> all right. Um, back, sorry. <laughs> back <laughs> before we get off track. Um, I just to listen to the way he... How he started this whole sermon. It was a sermon. I, I There's sometimes where superintendent would just say, hey... This is what we need to do. And this is what we need to fix. And the way he, how he did this in a whole sermon and not actually make it a, 
you're doing this wrong. This needs to be fixed. And it was, hey, thank you. And he says multiple times in this in this podcast in the in the sermon that he thanks South Central Ohio for their their uh, their works. I, I maybe a few. I don't really remember if he said anything bad, but it was just like thank you for helping me. Thank you for getting me through this. Thank you for leading me. Thank you for helping me with these first steps into coming a superintendent. And then he follows up into the fingerprints part, which really just like hit me real hard. Cause it's just like, how is he going to put this sermon into talking about what he wants? Not saying what he wants, what God wants through him, through all our churches. And it was just like, sorry, I have to go through my notes at this time. Um, Sam talked about how we have God's fingerprints in our lives. And each one of us is held in with God, and our lives are touched by Him, which that fingerprint should be touched to others. Mm-hmm. And that's how we should lead to others. And his like statement was like, he, he and we've talked about it through every, probably all these podcasts we talk about, but through the struggles and how. Our struggles here are not the same as they had struggles back then. And we could say, oh, ours are a lot worse. We have internet now. We have newscasts. We have books. We have this and that. And then we say, well, they didn't have that back then. So it's not the same. It's not the same. I don't know how to describe it. It's not the same, not not passion, but same fingerprints as we have Mm. back then. And we got to realize God's fingerprints is the same back then, yesterday, today, and forever on. Mm-hmm. And that we need to start touching other people's lives. Not even and we, it's using God's hands through us to touch other people's lives so that your fingerprints can hit to other people's. And how, like I said, each, every podcast just talks about how God's fingerprints are in each mm-hmm. of their lives if it's from. Wells in Africa to everything else. I just it's just how Sam Barber did did the podcast, not podcast. Sorry. Well, he was on the podcast. He was, yes, actually. You heard it. I did hear that. It's your one. number that, one podcast. He's the, he was there, but um, and just the way how he covered the covered what he wanted to do in his ministry as superintendent mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and what we still need to do, but not as a you're doing this wrong, as in. Hey, you're doing this right. Let's keep going. Like, let's not stop. Let's do podcasts. Let's make videos. Let's change people's lives, not in just our county, but in other counties and other places around the world. Like, our every Sunday, we have, we count each person in the congregation, and we send that to somewhere else. It could be something in Guyana. We could send it to another country. It just... It just it just surprises me that just like I don't know it's it's just I loved how Sam Barber in that that sermon talked about everything. It's not what we were doing wrong, what we're doing right, and it's just like we are doing stuff right, and we just got to realize that we cannot stop. We've got to keep yeah, going. I, I was uh, really moved by that message myself. Um, I was actually in attendance when he was delivering it live and 
like he wasn't even all the way through it at the point that I'm like, I'm going to need to rebroadcast this on the podcast. Um, because it kind of the very same things that you were saying, like he was recognizing, um, kind of the theme was, you know, all the fingerprints that were on him, like, you know, like how he had not come to the spot where he was as district superintendent on his own, but it was a result of Sunday school teachers and youth leaders and people that had helped him as a mentor when he was a young pastor and people that all along the way and congregations that he had been a part of and volunteers that he had worked alongside and uh, that we are a part of a body uh, and we're not just, you know, lone soldiers out there that we, we are part of a body and, uh, so when I I heard him sharing that message, we did, by the way, have his permission to do that, and <laughs> uh, and he was uh, actually has has come in. He actually came to his old office, Rob's office. We did an episode from there when um, Pastor Sam was on at another occasion. But um, truly, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and it even harkens back a little bit to kind of the same things that you were looking at when you picked the the youth episode about NYC is like it's seeing you're you're recognizing those fingerprints on the next generation that wow they're they're coming up as well. So uh Zach, Josh, anything you want to share about uh, the number 1 pick? Are you are you contesting agreeing uh what, where are you on this? Uh yeah, so it's interesting because I love the pick and I hate the pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whoa, I, I, I only hate the pick because it was a rebroadcast as a podcast episode, and right? No, so no, so me, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a podcast episode. So as a podcast connoisseur, connoisseur yeah. that was my favorite. I was surprised, caught off guard that that was picked as number one. Seems like maybe a technicality. It, it really know. is. Now, mm. on the flip side of it, I absolutely love the pick because I agree it's probably one of the most impactful uh, episodes that, that that's out there right now. Um, just hearing, like Will said, the, the address to our denomination, our district, um, for those that might be listening that aren't familiar, um, we're a Nazarene church. That is our denomination, and it is set up into uh, zones at the smallest level, I think. And sure. then zones, districts, regions, and there's something after that. But I, I know you're gets, looking for some affirmation. I, I don't, I don't, there is <laughs> something like There that. is none general. coming call, from this end of the we'll table. Call that general. <laughs> Little circle, bigger circle, bigger circle. Yes. And, and so that, that's and actually where I was headed with there's this. There's a triangle and then a box. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that structure is. But what it reminds me of, or not reminds me of, what it reminds me is that we are a part of something larger. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so even in in the Nazarene denomination, we are part of something larger. We're, we're, the, the Nazarene denomination is global. Um, and, and so sometimes just it, it just reminds you of that. And then to take that one step farther, once you tear down the wall of denominations, we are part of the of God's church right. on Earth, uh, regardless of denomination. Um, th- there's a, a big C, you know, that's, that's what we call it in, in, in church, yeah. the big C church, um, that, that expands not just 
not just our zone, not just our district, not just our denomination, but across the the body of Christ as believers in Christ. Yeah. So, not to push back, just a slight disagreement. Uh, not even a disagreement. So it's funny that you say like the. You're reason not allowed you're... to pick your own episode as the top episode. <laughs> okay, never mind. Man. I'll stop talking. I'm just kidding. No, but what you said about it not like it being like a rerun of something else, uh-huh. right? So I agree with what you're saying because like I love the idea of us doing original content and all that stuff. But for me personally, I didn't grow up in the Nazarene Church, right? This was new to me like in my 20s, and so that was my first introduction to the Nazarene Church, and even. At the beginning of my full-time ministry, there's a lot of things about the quote-unquote Nazarene church that I didn't know. Like, there was a lot of questions. And the one thing I love about, you know, our mission behind this whole podcast, right, the whole reason we started this is to, to reach people on a daily basis with content that can point them to Jesus and teach them more about the church and about the Bible. And so for me, why I like it is like, for people who aren't going to show up to a district assembly. Right. That's what, sure. I, that's right? what I said. Like, yeah. you know, there's people that aren't going to give up their Friday night to go to Grove City to hear a Nazarene pastor preach. Talk around to a, a bunch of Nazarenes. Uh, no, but exactly, right. a bunch right. of another Nazarene pastors. And so for me, it was encouraging because this is like something I wish I would have had when I was starting my journey. And it's not to like... Oh, the Nazarene church is the best thing right, on planet right. Earth. But it's like, here's what we believe. Here's why we believe. Like, here's the actual heart behind it. And what I loved about that sermon that he gave was like, this is so much more than just the Nazarene church. Right. Right. Yep. Like yep. you said, big C church. Yep. It's we're putting fingerprints on people. And without going off on a total tangent, to me, it was challenging because the flip side of that is we all are putting our fingerprints on something, right? Mm-hmm. Are we putting positive fingerprints on something or negative imprints on something? Sure. Like we're all leaving an impact. Right. And so what we really need to challenge ourselves as believers is are we leaving a positive imprint on the next generation? You know, I don't want to be the guy that says something stupid and and, and offends the next person that drives them away from the church, mm-hmm. Nazarene church or Big C church, whatever, is I, I everything I want to say. Is like, is this pointing people towards Jesus or away from Jesus? And so that was, you know, again, not disagreeing with you. It's just that was something that was really encouraging to me as an opportunity to look at, you know, how can the world learn about what we do as a Nazarene church? Right. Yeah, I I agree with the pick. Yeah, I agree. Totally. It's it's good pick. It was more the technicality and just (laughs) giving Will a hard time. As as a connoisseur, I could. I've said multiple times to Joe. Listen, (laughs) is that what you said? Connoisseur. He is a connoisseur. (laughs) I am a connoisseur. I've said to Joe multiple times uh, that listening to other sermons is not my favorite because it's like I've already been there. I mean, yeah, you've already heard but Rob already preach heard. the best sermon. Why uh, would you want to listen to other ones? But yeah, like yeah. these things, like <laughs> just like listening to Sam Barber come in and talk about this, or um, I, there was another, there was a general superintendent that they, you did once, forget his name, um, but those are like something like I will never ever go, maybe maybe once in my life to a general assembly or a district assembly, and. It's, it's not, I'm not saying for me it's hard to listen, but it's easier for me to sit in my car 
and you're able to listen to St. Barber like talk. It's almost like he's talking straight to me instead of straight mm-hmm. to a congregation. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know. I just, the way the, the podcast, the po- the way we did this podcast was a lot like, oh, hey, we don't have a podcast for this week, so we're just going to let you listen to this. It wasn't like that. It was like, hey. That wasn't my we, thought. We, no, he said, he's agreeing. He's saying intentional. Intentional. I was just saying like, Hey, we liked St. Barbara talking. Uh, we want you to listen to. It's not right. like we don't have anything right. for this week, but right. we have yeah. this to show you because we don't want you to miss out on this. Yep. Yeah. And I that there's there's fingerprint right there. Yep. Sure. And and like you were saying, we don't want to miss Times fingerprints. And we gotta realize it's not just our fingerprint that's on there. It's yeah. God covering our fingerprint. And then well, not us, but then another person and another person. And then in the end, it's God. And then we had to make sure that God is the final fingerprint on somebody else's life. And that just that's right. what I like. The Oscar music's coming up, Will. So oh, thank you. Uh, it's been great over the past three days uh, to be able to go through this and kind of recap. We hope that the podcast this year has been a blessing to you. Um, let us know. Uh, we want to know if we got if Will got the top five picks right. I did, we want to know if you have some different ones that you thought were fun uh, or really touched you. So email us at podcast at shepnaz.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Check out all the stuff at shepnaz.org. For all of us, have a great new year. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.